Hello, this is Daniel Orton, pastor of Harvest House United Pentecostal Church in Marion, Kentucky. It is our desire to see hurting hearts and minds healed as they are born again into the kingdom of God. It is my desire that this podcast will be a blessing to you and help bring you closer to Jesus. Say again, um, you may think it's weird. It's okay. I'm weird anyway. I know I profess to be weird. That's all right. Peculiar. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll, I'll take being peculiar. But uh, uh, just put a shameless plug in for Jake. And if you're not listening to his peculiar podcast, go listen to it. <laughs> so, but anyway, as I was praying, um, just really felt like uh, you're no stranger to what I've got going on in my world at this moment. We've taken on also the uh, uh, the privilege of helping Sturgis keep their church open, so um, I guess you say I'm pastoring two churches, so it is keeps me running. Um, I work full-time job. We also help with Sister Cheryl's dad. I'm not looking for pity from anybody. I'm a busy man because I keep myself busy. Uh, I like it better being busy, but I also need to learn to rest. But with that said, I was praying. I said, God, I'm tired. Um, as a preacher, you're going to find a lot of frustrations anyway because when you're dealing with people, that just brings that. Um, we're all, you know, somebody said people are pitiful and we're all people. That applies to all of us. So, <laughs> But anyway, um, I said, God, what can I say to the churches today? Uh, what can I say to myself that would help me and also help the church? And I, I feel the direction for uh, Sturgis, and I also feel the direction today for this assembly as well. And um, I'm going to read from the book of Matthew, chapter 21, and verse 28. If you can go to your Bible there, it should appear behind me on the screen at some point, wherever he is. Um, Matthew 28, 21, 28 through 31 I will be reading there and this is a parable the Lord give us um, we like to our custom tradition is a stand while the reading of the word if everyone could stand as I read these few verses would be greatly appreciated um, if not I mean this is fine you can stay seated but it's not won't hurt you too much to stand for a moment let me read these few verses here but what think ye a certain man had two sons. Everybody say, he had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. So he went and asked his son if he'd go work in his vineyard. And he, said, and said, he just said no, basically. But afterward, he repented and went. Then, verse 30, and he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he went not. Whether of them twain did the will of his father? They say unto him, The first. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, The publicans and harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. So that's my text today. 
And we ask the Lord to help us. Lord, I ask you to open our hearts as we just sung. We ask you to open the uh, our eyes of our hearts today that we can receive, Lord, what you're trying to tell me. Lord, I pray that everybody, every one of us here today could get a revelation of the message I'm preaching to myself today. And I pray that you would help us today, God, in your precious name. Lord, bless our guests, bless the saints of this assembly, and just bless today, God, that we can see your kingdom grow and prosper. Church, say amen. Today, we see two stories here. We see one son that represents those who get in and start well. They're excited. They get involved in everything. But somehow, something slows them down and they get hindered. Today, I, I'm going to use this title, What Did Hinder? Okay? What Did Hinder? Something got this one son sidetracked. He meant well. He had good intentions. He, he, he made a start. Um, in, in case you haven't noticed, this, this is the end time we're living in. Does anybody know that this is the end time? And this is not a time for anybody to get sidetracked, although it seems like we do so many times. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13 and 14 says, Paul said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth in those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's a lot of things that can get us off track. Can I get an amen? amen. We started good. We started well. We was doing great. We were enjoying church. We was coming. We was faithful. We come every time the church door is open. And, and, and we were, we were uh, doing everything that we're supposed to do as, as what we call the children of God. And, and we, were, we were fighting in the battles. But all of a sudden, something wounded us. Sometimes it's, uh, it's even what, we, what is known as friendly fire. It was a brother or a sister. Somebody right in the church hits us with something, Brother Bobby, that hurts my feelings. Hurts my pride. I don't like it. They do something that, that, that I don't understand and it, and it knocks me off course. Kind of messes with my world. Sometimes we, sometimes we, just, we just didn't listen to the warning. The preacher said it. The preacher warned us not to date that guy, that girl. Preacher warned us not to get that job. Preacher warned us not to get involved with that, that movie series or that book that we, we constantly want to get involved with. And the preacher warned us not to do that, but we just went right ahead and done it anyway. Just not realizing that there is a price to pay when we don't heed the warning of the preacher, the elder, or the wiser person in our life. And we just... We went ahead and done it anyway. Or maybe there was an obstacle on the way that we didn't plan on encountering in this way. We were doing good. We thought 
We were doing well, but we didn't realize that hell was going to fight us so hard when we decided we was going to be a child of God. We didn't realize that, that God was going to bless me so much and now then my, my tithing was $10 a week, but now that I'm making $1,000 a week and now my tithe is 100 We didn't encounter the fact that it was going to cost that much. We didn't encounter the fact that, that once you, you get in church and all of a sudden the devil tries to wedge something between you and your wife and y'all begin to fuss more. It's things along the way that we didn't really think that we were going to encounter in this way. We thought living for God was going to be all hunky-dory and great and, and just fine. But, then, then, but we ran into these things that got us a little bit hindered. And then there are those worldly pleasures that begin to pull on us. Our flesh. It begins to wander. Because we didn't keep it under control like pastor had asked us to. We didn't pray like we should have every day. We didn't read the Bible like He asked us to. We didn't come faithful to the house of God. We started missing church here and there. And, and we, we didn't encounter this stuff. And, and we knew we shouldn't be looking at that website or, or, or talking to this person. But for some reason, we, we got sidetracked and we didn't keep our flesh under control. And, and because we let the flesh get, uh, get control of us, the old habits begin to come back. We had them subdued. Because in the beginning we we uh, uh, we was controlling our flesh with prayer and and worship and the things that we need to do to control our flesh, but all of a sudden they, we've let the flesh begin to take control, and now that we're beginning to be subdued by that flesh once again, there are and there are some hindrances along the way, and we find ourselves falling. Can I get an amen? 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I want to tell you today that the devil is always there seeking you. Seeking your walk with God. He is always trying to create some kind of stumbling block for us. Trying to trip us up where we will not finish this race. If we're not careful, we could not Finish the race. What did hinder? Uh, I know it's a little quiet and sobering right now. I'll make it a little bit better here in a little while because I'm actually hitting on. I'm actually hitting at the place with myself when I, I look at the church and I think, hey, 16 years ago we started off with a bang. We started off with uh, uh, all kinds of great revival and stuff happening, and, and we was a poster child of the UPCI in 2013, and we was a, a church and we was the one that got featured in the the home missions and all that. And now look where we are today. What did hinder? Yeah, people question, is it going to last? Is the church going to stay open? And, and what's going to happen? And, but I'm telling you right now, if we're not careful, we could not finish the race. Amen. As an individual, if you're not careful, there could be something that could hinder you. You might have started this well. You might have been doing good. You might have repented. You might have got baptized in Jesus' name. You might have got filled with the Holy Ghost. But if we're not careful, something can hinder us. What did hinder? Saul, he was the first king of Israel. He started off strong. The Bible said he was head and shoulders above everybody else. But something happened along the way. He didn't obey what the prophet, the preacher said. 
He seemed to want it to do it his own way. Lot. Lot started off well. When he left out with his uncle Abraham, he was doing good. But Lot, he, he never got his own direction or his own word from God. He followed what his uncle had heard, uh, what he had heard from his uncle. And he, but he ended up in Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. He started well, but it didn't end real good. If we're not careful, we could find ourselves like the five foolish virgins who when they at midnight hour found themselves with not enough oil, they started off with enough. They started off with full canisters of oil, but somewhere along the way they, they didn't take time to fill up the canister. And they didn't have enough oil when the, when the sound was made that the bridegroom was coming. They started out well, but something happened. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy 4 and 10 about how Demas, he started off really well with him. But Paul sadly tells us in 2 Timothy 4 and 10, he said, Demon has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Perhaps one of the worst finishes of all would have to be Judas. Handpicked by Jesus. Walked among the, uh, the elite of all the disciples of Jesus, seeing all the miracles that happened. Judas was there. He packed the money bag. Bobby started off well, but he started off good, but it didn't end well. Some in this building today, you started this race well, but now you find yourself in a struggle in your life. You find yourself in a struggle in this life. Come on. I've I told you I'm preaching to me today. I find myself in a struggle with this life and this end time world we're living in. No, I'm not struggling to sin. I'm not struggling with anything like that. I, I'm, I promise you I'm not, but I'm struggling in my mind and the devil is fighting me with so many different things and so many different directions. But listen to the Apostle Paul as he sends encouragement for us today. Although he wrote it 2,000 years ago, he wrote in Romans 8 and 35, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creatures shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I don't know about you, but I know I, I, don't, I want to finish this thing stronger than I started. I know we've had some hindrances along the way, but I don't want it to end this way. I don't want the church to end the way we're looking like it. Some may think it's going to be right now. I don't want some individuals in this church to end in the direction it looks like he may be going right now. Someone has stated that interests are brief, but exits are eternal. We got to understand, interests into this world are very brief, but when we exit this world, it's going to be eternal. Hallelujah. So the reality of life is this you will not be remembered for what you did, but how you left. You will not be remembered, hallelujah, for what you did in this world as much as how you leave this world. It's the finality, the final, the final that, that's going to really count in this world. 
Even Jesus said it in Matthew 24 and 13 when he said, But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. I don't want my greatest days to be behind me. I don't want the greatest days of Harvest House to be behind us. Hallelujah. But I want the Bible to be like the second son in our text today. Hallelujah. I may have some disgruntled things. I may have some things that I didn't start off very good. There might be some rebellion in my spirit sometimes. And he started off with that. Hallelujah. He started off with, I don't think I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do this. He started out with no commitment. But when he was done, he finished stronger than he started. When it was done, he finished stronger than he started. He said, Dad, I'm not going to do it. Oh, God, I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm not going to live for you. I'm not going to do this. But when it was all said and done, the one we remember more in this story is the second son. He finished stronger than his brother did. Hallelujah. In Luke 15, we see the lamb that was lost. Guess what? He ended up finishing better than he started. Also in that same chapter, we see the coin that was lost, but it ended up better than it started. And we see that son that was lost. Guess what? He ended up better than what way that he started. I know we live in a distracted generation and that we can get hindered from so many obstacles in life, but I come to tell someone that you can finish this stronger than you started. I come to tell somebody that you may have fell down but you can get back up praise God you might have been through a few things but you can get back up yeah we've had some bumps yeah Bobby you've been through a few things but look where you are here today you're in a position to finish this stronger I know you fought some hell sister Chastity but look where God has brought you this week we can finish this thing stronger than we started hallelujah we can end this thing stronger Hallelujah, hallelujah. Perhaps Paul gave us a good way to take, make sure that we finish this thing stronger. Listen to what he told the, Ephes, the, church, the church in Ephesus in Ephesians 4 and 26. He said, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. The setting of the sun has always symbolized the ending of the day. We know the ending of the day is coming in our world because the sun begins to hide behind the cloud, the field, the river, the lake. The Bible in these verses let us know that we may have some oppositions and some challenges during the day that may cause us to be angry. Hey, you're not going to go through this life without being angry. You're not going to go through this life without being hurt. You're not going to go through this life without having some kind of issues hit you in your life. And as a matter of fact, you, you know what? It, it's okay to have to put some, deal with some anger in your life. But the Apostle Paul understood something. He said, you're going to get angry. You're going to have some issues, but don't you sin. And the best way to make sure of that is don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Don't let your day end worse than how it was earlier. You end your day better than it started. And, and, and it lets us know, during the morning hours, things might have been great. At noon, it might have been good as well. But then all of a sudden, maybe something happened. And because it brought some, some anger and some wrath in part of the day, the Bible tells us that before the end of the day, we should make things right so that the day does not end badly. 
In the morning, your life, your life was uh, messed up. In noon, it was messed up, praise God. You're not real proud of what happened during the day. You're not proud that you went off on, on your boss or you went off on this family member. You went, you went had a little bit of road rage and whatever may be the case. But we need to make sure before the day is over that we end it better than we started. And if we can do this continually, we're going to end this thing all right. We're going to get through it, praise God. As that sun begins to sink down, that we need to make sure that we make things right in our world. We don't want it to end this way. Come on, I want somebody to look at your life right now. I, I promise you. I, I wouldn't think anybody in this world too much would just want to say, okay, God, everything's just perfect. Let's, let's just let it end. I'm not talking about trying to want to let it end to get out of some horrible, horrific things like that. But I'm not done yet. I still want to see more souls saved in Marion. I want to see more souls saved in Sturgis. I want to see some more souls saved, hallelujah, in Salem and Smithland and all the area churches and areas around here, Providence and, and Webster County. I, I'm not done yet, praise God. There's still eight more churches that need to be connected to this one. I'm not done yet, praise God. Hallelujah. I hope that somebody say, I cannot, it cannot end like this. I refuse to let life's hindrances cause me to let it end this way. Amen. I might not have started out like I wanted it, praise God. It may not have been very good in the middle of the day, but the sun has not gone down yet in my life. My life is not over yet. I am still breathing, praise God. As long as there's still time to change, it's not going to end this way, praise God. Hebrews 12 and 1, Apostle, or the writer of Hebrews said, Wherefore, seeing we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that's set before us. I don't like patience, do we, Sister Chasson? Never did answer your question, did I? I don't like that patience stuff. But he says you got to run this thing with patience. And what problem? The problem with our hindrances a lot of times is all of a sudden troubles hit our life and we just go off the gun and we just make crazy dumb decisions without letting patience bring us experience. Because what patience does, it brings us that experience that we realize that God has got this under control. He'll take care of it. We can get through it. You may be in a battle right now. You may be in a battle of your life. But if you will hang on, it, it's just a season in your life that we got to get through. Praise God. And I know we're being in a season here at Harvest House that a lot of us are not comfortable with. And we don't like it. But if we'll hang on, God's given us some experience. God's given us patience. Hallelujah. It can't end this. This way because God is on our side and if God be for us who can be against us John the revelator the last of the disciples all the rest of them had ended not good Peter crucified upside down some of them sawed asunder some of them thrust through with swords and now all of a sudden it comes John's turn John wasn't done yet John's thinking, I don't want to die like the rest of them did. And they put him in a pot of oil. And said, we're going to burn, we're going to boil you alive. I envision, I envision that it didn't even bother, bother his body. 
I envision that they stepped back and started saying, I don't know what's going on, but we're trying to kill this guy, and it's not even no flesh coming off his body. I envision people right there converting over to Jesus Christ because of that man saying, you know what? You may be trying to kill me right now, but I'm not done yet. Amen. It's not going to end this way. They thought that oil was going to be the hindrance, but he found, the Bible said he found himself in the Spirit. On the Lord's day. They tried to take him out. But he said, John said, I'm not, I'm not going to be in being burnt. I'm not going to be in being bitter in my spirit. I'm going to end this thing in the spirit, praise God. I'm going to end this thing in the Lord's house on the Lord's day in the spirit. Come on. There were, there's some Samsons in the house, surely. You might have been down. You might be, feel like you've been bruised. You might feel like you've been blinded. Hallelujah. But one, but, but one more time, Lord, let me feel your spirit. Samson said, one more time, let me feel your spirit. Praise God. Hey, the devil may shave your life of everything, but he can't get to the roots. And the Bible said his hair begin to grow once again. If you'll hang on, it'll begin to grow again. It won't end this way. And he said, Lord, let me feel your spirit one more time. It cannot end this way. It cannot be. This cannot be the finale in my life. I won't let this be the conclusion. I believe that God will do, do it one more time. It cannot end this way. The thief on the cross, Sister Penny, he was listening to the other man on the other side of Jesus cursing. And, 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 and just cursing our Lord Jesus hanging on that cross. And finally this guy, he, he, he basically told the other guy, just shut your mouth. Quit condemning him. Look, he's not supposed to be up here. Me and you are supposed to be up here. Quit condemning him. We're supposed to be here. Lord, I messed up. I messed up this morning. I messed up. And I messed up. I got myself here. But when you come in your kingdom, will you remember me? If we can reach out to the Lord in the midst of our mess and say, God, can you remember me? Hallelujah. He, he's going to tell us, hey, you're going to be with me today. Hallelujah. Hear me today. I rebuke the devil's lies that tells us just because you messed up in the morning and you will be messed up at night. Hallelujah. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus just because you messed up at noon or in the middle of this race does not mean you will be messed up when the sun goes down. Somebody needs to refuse for it to end this way. Somebody needs to refuse for it to stop this way. What hindered you? One of the greatest hindrances of this generation is people being offended. Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 10 that many would be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. I want to deal with one of the greatest offenses or greatest hindrances in this generation is our offended generation. Everything offends everybody. Everybody's afraid to tiptoe and say anything. We're all, there's always an offense going to come up and offend somebody. It seems like that's one of the greatest hindrances right now. Well, I can't go to church for them hypocrites. I can't do this and that. Hear me today. Jesus gave us a lesson on how not to be offended that I want to give us here today. Matthew 15 22 through 28. I'm, I'm going to read this entire story. I don't always do that. I kind of paraphrase it. I want to read this. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried in him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. 
I want you to notice what Jesus does to her. He answered her not a word. Now what would you think if you're trying to get the Lord's attention because you've got a miracle you need and you're begging and pleading with God and He ignores you? That's exactly what this woman does. Lord, I, I need you to heal my daughter. And finally, he said, his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. So she couldn't get Jesus' attention, so she started messing with the disciples. And they went to Jesus and said, Hey, she's bothering us. Would you do something about her? And the verse 24 said, And he answered and said, I'm not sent, but into the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Basically, he said, Look, I didn't come for you. So he ignored her, then he rejected her. We're talking about Jesus, okay? He ignored her, then he rejected her. See, we get a little fence inside the church and we can't handle it. But this woman here is going to teach us a lesson. Because what we need to realize is even if Jesus offends us, listen to what she done. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Oh, she had some hindrances. She had some big hindrances. Jesus was her hindrance. Because she was seeking for him to give her an answer, and he wouldn't even answer. And then when finally he did speak, Bobby, he said, look, I didn't come for you. Your time ain't right now. Leave me alone. He rejected her. Oh, yeah, we, we have a little bit of rejection from Facebook, and we can't even come to church. We can't hardly make it through the day. We stay in our PJs all long day long. Oh, God, I'm not as good as him. Oh, God. Oh, come on now. But this woman was ignored by the Lord and rejected by the Lord. And guess what she does? She worshipped Him anyway. She has given us a lesson of how to end this thing strong. Yeah, you're going to face some hindrances. You're going to face some things in your life. But listen to what he, he, he said. But he answered and said, now it gets worse. It's not me to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. She began to worship Him and He called her a dog. Hey, I'm reading out the Bible, Anna. What happened? He ignores her. He rejects her. And then finally when he does talk to her, he calls her a dog. And listen to her. She said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Well, she was saying, I understand that you may call me a dog or whatever, but if you can just give me some crumbs, that's good enough. I don't need any more than that. Just give me a little bit of something from you, Lord. I refuse to be rejected by you because I know you are my answer. Amen. Amen. And what we find in our generation is so many people that's offended by so many things. It's a sign of the end time. Matter of fact, Jesus said many will be offended. You cannot let the offense come into your spirit. And I promise you, me standing right here the last two or three years, I have heard so much in my spirit. I've dealt with so many offense. I've had God help me through this hurt. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I feel like most of it's towards Him. You don't like honesty, you need to find another church because I believe and been transparent and real with you today because I can look around and I can see my friends on Facebook. Their church is, is having great revival through the middle of the pandemic and here we are fighting hell and over the last two years we've had 11 people die of our church. 
Thank you for moving back, Bobby, because you was one of them that moved away in the midst of all that. I'm glad you're back here today. Because it gives me hope. Because it can't end this way. I don't want it to end weaker than it started. I believe God called us here for this thing to end. Hallelujah. Stronger than it, praise God, started. I believe God's not done yet. There's at least eight more churches that's got to come out of this place. Jesus has answered to her. Plus, he said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be unto thee as thou will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Jesus was letting us know that we may be offended to him, but we cannot let anything hinder us from finishing this thing well. You're going to fight hell. You're going to fight situations. You're going to fight circumstances. Because I'm telling you today, if we will push through and end this strong, we will make it. Amen. Amen. you got to make it. You're going to fail. On your best day, you're human. On your best day, you're going to make mistakes. Amen. We're human. But we got to get our feet back up. Galatians 5 and 7 says this. You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? You ran well. But who did hinder? I want us to make up our mind that we are going to do something that the devil cannot do. Does anybody know what that is? The devil fell. And he can't get back up. The devil fell. And he can't get back up. The devil went down into this doom and whatever. And he can't get back up. But you can. You can get back up. Hallelujah. The devil will never get up. But as long as we have breath in our bodies, we have Jesus, hallelujah, going with us all the way to the end. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll go with you all the way to the end. In the midst of rebellion, in the midst of your rebellion, in the midst of your issues, in the midst of your struggles, in the midst of everything you've got, Jesus is right behind you the whole time saying, you don't have to go that way. You don't have to choose this way. I died for you. I resurrected for you. You can be born again. You don't have to die that way. But I came for you. You stand with me today. This may not be for you today, but this is for me. Don't let nothing hinder you. You're going to have it, okay? Offenses is going to come. You're going to be offended. You probably will be and have been and will be offended at me. Okay? No doubt. Visiting consolation, I have been, will be offended by you. You know why? Because we're human. And you and God will offend you. And God will hurt you. But all of God hurt in things that He's doing is just trying to push us to go a little farther. And we've got to be like this. We've got to be like the second son. Sister Penny, I've had so many people tell me, I'm with you, brother. 
I, I got some people right now in my mind. Brother, I'm, I'm there. I'm going to be I'm going to be with you. You're not here. You're not here. They're still alive though. And they're still breathing. So it's not done yet. So they still can come back. Your spouse might not be here today, but that don't mean nothing. Because God's not done yet. God's not done yet. Joshua fighting in a battle. And all of a sudden, he looks up and he sees that sun going down. And he realizes, actually, I, I feel like he looked back and see the sun. And he looks back and sees that sun, Sister Michelle. And he realizes, I'm running out of light. And I'm not done yet. Lord, matter of fact, if you would keep that light shining right there in my enemy's eyes, it would have been good. You already done? Well, we know that, I heard somebody say that this is freaking. He didn't know anybody, but he turned around and he said, Son, be still! He didn't realize that the earth was what was moving. He only needs what he needs to do. What that tells me, you don't got to have your vernacular right. You ain't got to have it all right. But God knows your motive. And you can turn around and you can speak to the Son and say, I need you to be still in my life. I need you to hang on because I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. You've not seen the revival you said we're going to have. I've not seen come to pass what you said I was going to see. My kids are not here yet. I'm not done yet. I know I've had some hindrances in my life. But God, I've got to finish this stronger than I've started. I'm telling you, young people, y'all thought some stuff. You saw some thoughts and battles, but God ain't done with you yet. God still called us to have a radical youth group, praise God, that's tearing up this devil's kingdom around here. Why did God not done with you yet? Michael 7 8 says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Oh, enemy, you go ahead and rejoice, but you will not rejoice too long because I'm not done yet. You go ahead and rejoice a little bit if you want to, but this thing's not over yet. We're going to finish this thing stronger, praise God, than we started. Oh, come on. I might have messed up this week, but I still got breath in my body. And the sun of my life is not went down. And it's not done yet. God! Come on, if I resonate with him, I'm preaching to myself right now. I'm preaching to me right now, praise God. Oh, come on. I've looked around and they can see an empty seats and see people die and see people leave. Or it'd be easy to go running and say, we're done here. But God's not done with the revival in Marion yet. Come on, so when she sings, you do whatever you feel like you need to do. But all I know is I'm not done yet. God's not done yet. There's a revival waiting for us. When she sings, come on, pour your heart, pour your soul out. It's a God. Oh God, we as a church, Harvest House, we want to finish stronger than we started. We want to see revival. Oh God, we just want to see revival. Oh 
Thank <laughs> you.